back to A View from the Press Box with me, Angelique Shingelis of the Detroit News. And usually you hear me discussing everything and anything with typically former Michigan football players and people in the media. And this time it's going to be a little more unusual and probably a lot more fun. Joined by three current Michigan football players, Adam Shibley, Jake McFurry, not McFlurry, and Jess Spates. And we're really going to talk about this organization that, that Adam started a couple years ago called Tough. So why don't you guys uh, jump in here and, and Adam, tell people what Tough is, T-U-F-F. Yeah, so T-U-F-F is short for the Uniform Funding Foundation. And this is a project that I started in late 2018. And our mission is to continuously work to advance the lives of youth athletes and fight for social justice by donating uniforms and equipment while also offering mentorship to youth sports teams in need. So originally we started out as just um, purchasing uniforms as we identified teams in uh, lower income areas and that operate in leagues uh, in the Cleveland city as well as Detroit. Um, but now we're really getting into this mentorship phase where we connect Division One athletes with um, both high school and youth athletes that want someone to learn from, um, want advice as they go about their recruiting process. And um, we've been really excited to add that to our uh, mission. So this summer, we've already outfitted four teams in the Cleveland Municipal Football League. And on Thursday, we'll be donating to four more in the Detroit PAL League. So we're super excited. Got a lot of big things going on right now. And um, we're just really happy that it's really starting to take off. I want to correctly introduce you. I mean, Adam's the director and founder. Jake is the COO. And Jess is the CFO, right? Got this right. And this sort of really actually corresponds with, with what you're doing at school as well. It doesn't... Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you want to pursue? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think what's interesting about Tough and what was cool that Adam did is all of our team is studying different areas. So for example, Adam is studying communications with a minor in marketing, Jess is studying economics, and then I'm in the business school. So we all kind of have different aspirations post-college and I've been studying different things within school. So I think like our combined knowledge um, from the University of Michigan and from these different schools has been very applicable to Tough. Yes, you want to jump in? Yeah, no, I completely agree with Jake. Um, it's really, it, it really applies to, um, you know, my degree and some of the stuff that I'm actually learning in my econ classes um, is actually applying to, you know, some of the forms that we're having to fill out um, uh, and just some of like the, the cash flow statements that we're having to figure out too. So uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that I'm learning in school is also applying to Tough, and a lot of stuff that I'm learning in Tough is also applying to school. So it's kind of a win-win. So Adam, I mean, you you mentioned Cleveland a few times because that's where you're from. You went to Saint Ignatius, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, again, I've already mentioned that I'm I'm from the better part, and Jake's from Ohio too. But Cleveland, I'm from Cincinnati, so you know. All they have is chili down there, right? Uh, well, uh, no, we have Grater's ice cream. Uh, we have Montgomery and River. We have so much great stuff there, but I, I don't want to get involved in this bickering because I don't want to, you know, win. I mean, I do, but, um, but you know, I don't, 
why did you, I mean, what gave you the impetus to start this, to come, what, what, why did you come up with this idea? Yeah, so when I was a freshman, I was really struggling to find different organizations on campus that I could get involved with because of the rigorous schedule involved with football and the academic portion at the University of Michigan. It's just very hard. Um, so I wanted to find something that I could work on in my free time. And uh, it was right around the time that Chase Winovich was working with Chad Tuff and trying to raise a bunch of money for them. And that kind of sparked the thought like, hey, I could really help people out, work on this in my own time and, and really tr try to affect other people's lives. So um, I combined my passions of uniform design and youth sports and really just took it from there. I joined Optimize uh, the next coming fall and worked through the idea, uh, brought it from just an idea to actually putting it into action. We were able to fundraise our first 5,000 from that program. And from there, uh, we were able to get our first summer donation to the Garden Valley Falcons back in Cleveland. But um, there's one specific experience that stuck out to me. I was driving home from my girlfriend's one day um, in the city of Cleveland on the corner of Lee and Miles Road. And a bunch of youth football players were on the corner of the street coming up to every car that stopped at the red light, trying to ask for $5, a dollar, whatever people were able to offer. And I just remember like thinking, wow, like I never had to do this for anything. And I always had the best equipment, but there are kids who are struggling to get just the amount of money to pay their fees to play the game. So, you know, that really stands out to me. And that was one of the main reasons that drove me to um, operate in the space that we are working in now. And you mentioned Optimize. That's um that's the University of Michigan uh, is a student organization that funds. Yeah. Students. Yeah. They, it's, it's kind of like a shark tank where people will work on their idea. Um, you get to know all the mentorship involved. And, and then at the end of the program, you get to pitch your idea and uh, they pick the top 20 or top 50 projects that they like. So ranges throughout there, but we're definitely blessed to receive that grant. I also wanted to mention uh, two other teammates I think are part of your, your board, Quiddy Pay and, and Joel, Joel Honig, I can never say his name, Honigford, right? Is yeah, yeah. Honigford, and then also Jared Davis is involved. So you've got, you've got a pretty good group of, of Michigan teammates. I mean, how many do you think um, all in all that you have involved in this, Adam? Uh, I think we're getting close to around 30 that have helped out and contributed in some way or another. We had a big group go to Cleveland last weekend to facilitate the first donation and Josh Ross and Amber Thomas are going to be speaking this Thursday in Detroit. Um, and Mikey Sanders still wants to help out. And it's amazing the, the amount of kids who have come up and said like, Adam, I love what you're doing. Jess, Jake, this is awesome. Can we get involved in some way? So yeah, we're happy to have more hands helping out. So Jake and Jess, when you know you see these kids, like what is their reaction when when you guys give them these uniforms and this equipment that they didn't have? Um, yeah, it's pretty special, honestly. So, like Adam was saying, like our, our, we just pretty much just had uh, our Cleveland donation was last week, and um, you know the kids were were just ecstatic. They were, you know, when when they first got there, they came there with their families, and some of them had their younger siblings and stuff, and they're a little timid. Um, but then, you know, we had we were running routes and stuff. We were like challenging them to one on ones. We had 
Dylan back in the pocket, just throwing to him, um, loosened him up a little bit, and got and got him pretty excited. And so by the time we brought out the jerseys, you know, they were they were dancing around, like prancing around, showing off, you know, flexing their arms, just uh, really excited, really excited to have these like brand new uniforms. So it was pretty special, honestly. Thing for you, I mean, when you see when you see these kids, and these are these are how old are the the ages of these kids that you're usually uniforming, getting uniforms for? Um, I think Adam can maybe uh, provide information on that. I'm pretty positive most of the kids are around the ages of eight to fourteen, and yep. then eight, eight to fourteen mainly. And then we have we are doing a high school team, John Adams High School out of Cleveland. Um, but it was very like. Uh, exciting just to see all the kids sprinting around and all of our friends right we had 12 Michigan football players of my closest friends there and everybody was ecstatic everybody was running around the kids were like uh Jess said jumping around wearing the new jerseys we had like even little kids like little brothers of those kids were just like staring at the equipment one kid there's one little kid I remember with his mom and with another mom who was just staring at all the equipment he looked like he was like six years old so I came over and gave him a jersey, and the mom was like, oh, you must have seen him just staring at the jerseys. And he was so happy. And he was like, he, we gave him socks, we gave him pants, we gave him, like, eye black and everything. And he was, like, just so happy. I, I don't even know if he could speak, but um, – The jersey was, like, <laughs> below his knees. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. so funny because we had all these kids, which I think they were an older group, around 13 or 14. And then we had this little kid, and he was so tiny. But um, it was just very worthwhile to – see these kids reaction and really like reap all the benefits of all the hard work that we've done. How does this work, Adam? I mean, you know, the NCAA is, you know, whatever we want to say about the NCAA does there, there are rules and this is a nonprofit. Was it hard to, did you have to go through some hoops to establish tough uh, in terms of the NCAA? To be honest, it wasn't that hard. Um, I had a conversation with our compliance director and, just asked him like what the different regulations would be around it. Um, and he made them very clear. We went through the process and it was pretty easy to get it up and running. So um, yeah, I'm very thankful that we were able to do this. And Jess, you're the, uh, you're the money guy. I think you're the one raising funds. How can you discuss how much money you've been able to raise and, and what is the response you get? And, and, you know, are you talking to Michigan donors, former players, how are you coming up with uh, with money for this group? Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely a group effort. Um, it's, it's pretty much all of us. I just pretty much oversee the financial aspects, but all of us are pretty much trying to find, you know, any avenue um, that we can to get donations. So, obviously, you know, we're, we're well connected um, with, like, former Michigan football players, former teammates, um, and we're able to uh, to ask, you know, NFL guys for money, which is great, and also businesses. Um, but we've raised about, you know, $60,000 so far. Um, and, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. This is, this is just the start for us. Um, you know, we're, we're launching a GoFundMe soon, which Jake, Jake will talk about. Um, and, you know, just kind of as we gain more donations, we're getting more recommendations. We're getting, you know, more of a following. Our Instagram is kind of taking off. Um, and so we're just really excited for, you know, what these next couple months or next couple of years actually um, have in store for us. Well, before you talk about that, Jake, Adam, I'm just curious, how much does it cost to equip one kid on a team? And most most teams are, what, 30 to 40 players? These yep. Players? Yeah, that's exactly the range, 30 to 40. Um, and we say, since we like to do accessories for the kids as well, like mouthpieces, towels, socks, uh, one kid will cost about $110 for their uniform and those accessories. Um, and then 
that usually equates to about $3,500 to 4,000 for a full team. So um, yeah, it's, it's the perfect amount. We got the numbers down and we also will be launching our basketball side of things this winter, which will include um, girls basketball, which we're very excited about. And that's going to cost about $50 per player. And the teams will only be around 2000. Yeah. I mean, smaller teams and less right than football. So that's interesting. I, and, and Jake jumping, uh, kind of jumping on what Jess was saying, how do you, how do you follow up, up all the uh, financial information? Yeah. So, so I think Jess kind of touched on the GoFundMe that we're raising or that we're beginning and hopefully to raise. Um, so basically the GoFundMe will really be centered around the videos that we'll take from the donations. So we hired a video guy to take videos from the Cleveland donation and also take videos from the Detroit donation, which will happen in a couple of days now. And we'll really combine those videos. We'll create a one minute video, which we hope will uplift everybody to really express like how impactful new uniforms, gear and equipment um, really are to these kids. And then we'll also have a five minute video that explains more of what we do who we are, what we offer, how we offer mentorship, and then also, you know, showing the kids and showing how great of a time donation day is and how impactful the experience is. So we're really excited to, you know, have both of those videos at the head of our GoFundMe. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the impact that this has. I know one thing that Adam and I have spoken about is, you know, in high school, and Adam touched on this a bit earlier, but I never had trouble with cleats. I think I was, I come from a you know, a well-off family, as does uh, Adam and Jess. So we were able to have cleats, be able to buy new cleats, maybe one or two pairs of cleats. I have a practice pair and a game pair. And then gloves for his senior year, for example, I probably had like four or five pairs because, you know, they would get unsticky. So I'd like, oh, I need a new pair. But, you know, for example, at this John Adams High School that we're going to be donating to, those kids cannot afford cleats. So they have to borrow cleats from teammates. And those kids cannot afford gloves, so they have to borrow gloves from teammates or from older brothers or, you know, different people from that area. And they really can't even afford girdles. Like, you think about a small girl that you have to wear, they can't even afford that. Some of their scrimmages or games, the rest have almost had to have John Adams forfeit because they're unable to afford girdles. So, like, when you think about that, and even at the University of Michigan, like, I, I've played here, how long has it been? About three years now. I don't know how it's been that long going on four, but I've had what nine pairs of cleats. I get a new pair of gloves for every single game the past two years. So that's like what 26 pairs of gloves just from games and practice. It's over 40, 45 pairs. So you think about how and like how much we get and we take for granted versus these kids that need to scrap and scrape for a pair of gloves and cleats is just um, very impactful. So we really hope to convey that ring in at full circle. We really hope to convey uh, that message and how impactful that is and what we're trying to do in this GoFundMe in the hopes to raise a large amount of funds and help uh, a lot of communities and teams. I want to get all the information out there about the GoFundMe and, and your IG and, and uh, other social media um, that you maybe have this um, posted to, but I just was curious, uh, and maybe Adam, you speak to this, um, how do you identify which teams you're going to supply? Is there a, a way that teams get nominated or, or how does it work? Yeah, so currently we have like two to three different routes that it can happen. Um, the first route is we identify leagues that we believe fit with our mission. Uh, so, for example, the Cleveland Muni League or the Detroit Pal. Those are in the heart of each city, and we know they have lots of teams, and I've spoken with the commissioners. So we go on a need basis with the commissioner 
So he'll recommend the teams that have the oldest uniforms or the oldest equipment, and that's where we'll go. Uh, the second route is an application process on our website. So if you're a team that thinks you need more funding and would like new uniforms, you can go on www.gettough.org and you can apply, give us all your financial information, the current um, images of your jerseys, and then we can select teams from there. And then the third route um, is kind of cool. There's a another new company started by Michigan basketball players and managers called the Players Trunk. And uh, we're actually forming a partnership with them where former players in college or if they're in the NBA now or in the NFL can donate their old jersey or cleats and we will auction it off on the player's trunk and those funds will go directly to a team that that athlete chooses. So um, no matter where it is in the country, we're going to make it happen. And uh, that's something we're really excited about. You guys have really thought about a lot of different avenues. This, I mean, okay, you've got school, you've got football. I mean, I think of those as two jobs, <laughs> like a third job, isn't it? I mean, is it that time consuming for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been time consuming, but the great thing about it is too, like if stuff picks up, we can slow down a little bit. I think we're all to the point now though, where we don't want to slow down. Like this is something we crave each day to work on and like just continue to grow the foundation. I think Jess, you mentioned this too. Like, I mean, you all want this and obviously it's Adam's baby. He founded it, but you all want this to continue once you're even past you're, you're graduated from Michigan. How do you see that happening? I mean, is it something you'll pass the torch or will you, do you think you guys will stay in charge of it and, and hopefully build it that way with the next group of people coming through or how do you envision this carrying on the, the torch here? Yeah. Um, yeah, you got it. All right. Yeah. I don't, I just, I definitely see myself staying involved. I want to continue heading this up as, as long as it goes. And um, I see it continuing for a long time. I do think there's a lot of power in um, having volunteers from the Michigan football team or different student athletes who can help facilitate this and help reach out to donors and uh, be a part of the foundation. But I know uh, there's a good majority of us that want to stay continuing being the head of this, uh, but we'll definitely find ways to incorporate new athletes. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to add, I think Adam uh, also touched on, but uh, Adam, I kind of spoke about it and we do want to oversee and do everything we can for tough while also having at least like a couple players on the football team or maybe some other teams still be a part of it because maybe when we're 30 and uh, our bodies are withering away from uh, football, it won't be as cool for us to show up at the donations and be like, Hey, we played football nine years ago. We can barely, we can barely run and move at that point. It'd, it'd be cool to have some actual players show up at the donation. So like we, we want to oversee everything. I think we can raise a lot more money because of like where I think we'll able, we'll, ultimately go professionally. So I think the revenue and that we can bring in will be a lot higher, but having that for student athletes, by student athletes, having those student athletes at those, at least the Detroit and Cleveland donations, I think will be like a really cool part of who we are, especially from that mentorship perspective that we really want to offer these kids. I did. I saw that slogan on your, uh, on the website for student athletes, by student athletes, right? I mean, that's, so that's yeah. important cog, but I mean, Jake, I hope that by 30, you're all still <laughs> hanging around, but I get your point. I mean, it would yeah. want to keep the, maybe, the young. Maybe 50, yeah. <laughs> that's that's more like it. That's more like it. But I mean, just do you, I mean, it, and all of you, I mean, do you, 
do you want to take this national? I mean, do you see the potential for it? You know, I know it's, you got to start small, but could you see taking this beyond this um, Midwest region? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I want to grow this. And I'm, I, I think I'm speaking on behalf of, you know, everyone this, like Adam and Jake, that we just want to grow this as big as possible, you know, um, and that we're not, we're not just set on Cleveland and Detroit donations. While that's great, you know, we're, we're thinking, you know, different sports. We're thinking women's sports. Um, we're just – all we want to do is connect with these athletes um, and just mentor these athletes and, and just grow as big as we can over the next couple of years. Adam D., is that, was that sort of part of your blueprint? I mean, or did you even – when you thought of this, did you think of taking it as far as you could? Or did you just think Cleveland, you know, let's start small, Cleveland, and then – I definitely thought – You know, you still small. haven't said Cincinnati. Like, are you just – more <laughs> Cincinnati kids? I mean, they, they deserve this too. Yeah, no, definitely. If you want to head up a, an adopt-a-team donation, we could take – All right, but, um, the challenge has been set. <laughs> um, no, yeah. At the start, I did not expect this to be uh, as big as it's become and as big as it's going to be. Uh, so I was thinking more narrow-minded, but now I'm excited to go all over. Like we're we're actually in works of um, a donation that's going to be very far away. I don't want to release it yet, but we're still working out the details. But there's just so much possibility, and and working with NFL or NBA players who live in different cities, we could just ship them the uniforms and they can facilitate their own donation in front of a team that they played on when they were a youth athlete. So I think there's unbelievable room for this to grow and definitely super excited to uh, make it happen. Yeah, if I, if I could add one thing as well, I think what's also cool about this being a student athlete run organization or a Michigan student athlete run organization is the ability to offer these camps that we hope to have. So, you know, for example, we have camps at the University of Michigan, but I think usually those kids have to pay to come to those camps and everything. Well, at the Uniform Funding Foundation, we want to have camps that'll, that'll be for free for kids that really don't have that disposable income to pay and get the transportation to come to the big house and have that camp. So we want to go to downtown Detroit and have free camp. We want to go to downtown Cleveland and have a camp. And when you think about expanding that into other sports and really how tough will it expand, it won't be difficult to talk to the girls volleyball players and see if they want to go to a camp, softball players and see if they'll do a camp, the guys baseball, um, you know, maybe guys wrestling, soccer. It can expand so many ways because we have that partnership with uh, University of Michigan athletics and other uni University of Michigan student athletes. So I think that's one of the coolest things that we can do because we are um, U of M football players, U of M student athletes. And Adam, speaking of, uh, Michigan student athletes. I mean, he's a little bit older, but you, you're working with John Wangler too, a former oh, yeah. Michigan from <laughs> way <Wang>. back. <laughs> I don't want to reveal how far back, but I think people. <laughs> I mean, you you worked with him this summer. You had an internship at, at it was it at Top Cat Sales? Yeah, it was um, out in Royal Oak and Madison Heights. I was out there uh, as a sales management intern and. It's definitely a valuable experience. I loved harnessing a relationship with Mr. Wangler. He's a great guy. Um, and he's actually on our board of directors. Uh, also, Jared Wangler has been helping out a lot. And he's actually who connected us with the player's trunk. And uh, he's got a lot of great ideas. But the Wangler family has been very helpful. And Topcat Sales is who we're doing all of our uniforms and um, gear through now, too. So we're getting 
um, all the youth athletes, Adidas, top tier quality uh, uniforms and socks and towels and visors, whatever we may want. John Wangler has it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did, we had a couple in the media. We in the media had a chance to talk to to Adam and, and Hunter Reynolds like, probably a month ago about uh, being part of the the Big Ten's anti hate anti racism coalition, and we were talking about I think among the topics was player players having these platforms and being able to to do all sorts of things with with the platform of being a a football player student athlete at the University of Michigan. For Jess and, and Jake, I mean, and obviously you, you as well, Adam, I mean, is this part of that, you know, using this platform that you have and, and you know, you can't all be on, on the same coalition. I mean, you know, you're all kind of expanding into different areas, but this seems like something that's, that's really important to all of you. Yeah, I, I think if we weren't student athletes, then it would be difficult to raise the funds that we've had. So when we reach out to former donors, or we reach out, or we reach out to donors, or excuse me, former players. They're more willing to donate because we are currently Michigan football players. If we were just Michigan students or students at a different university, I don't think it would be as likely that they would donate and that they'd be willing to help out or as willing to help out. So I think our platform as student athletes really helps bring in donations and also significant, as I touched on before, um, for mentorship. To Jake's point there, I just want to say. The donors aren't specifically donating because we're U of M student athletes. It's more the relationships we've been able to build with people throughout our time here. You think about going to South Africa and Paris, like just the amount of connections, the places we've been, the people we've met. I know our freshman class, when we came in, we had around 30 guys. Think about all those people that have transferred and are now at different colleges and universities and all the people they've met. And it's just, the platform we have leads to so many connections and in, in so many different places. So I think that is something that truly helps. And I, I think for what Jess is doing, and I know you're all fundraising and, and trying to bring, but it sounds like Jess is sort of the muscle here, right? I'm trying, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to secure a lot of these donors. Does that make it easy? I mean, do you start with, with former Michigan athletes? I think some of your donors are not former Michigan athletes, but maybe related to some, somebody on the team. Yeah, so kind of at the beginning of this of this donation cycle, um, you know, we sat down in a room with a whiteboard and we just and all of our computers around. We just wrote down every name we could possibly think of, um, of just whether it's a former Michigan player or you know a local business or or a family friend, um, and just just tried to um, you know get after it as much as we could with you know contacting them, figuring out their contact info, calling them. Um, and just talking to them about tough and seeing if they're interested and in possibly donating. So it's definitely something that um, like I'm very passionate about. Like I, I find it very fun, you know, fundraising. And I know that um, pretty much everyone else on the team does because it's been a huge group effort. Um, but yeah, it's been very exciting and very fun. Are any of these cold calls? I mean, do you know, do you usually have an, an in with someone when you call? Yeah, usually we have an in or, you know, we've, we've even been, like, we've even used uh, Instagram, like, as a platform. Like, we'll just DM, like, DM people that we're not, like, we're not following or anything, but um, we'll just start off, say, like, hey, I'm Jess, you know, I play Michigan, and, uh, you know, like, some guys that we'll know of or some guys that might know of us, but, um, so I guess it, instead of, I guess it's like a cold DM, I don't really know <laughs> what you'd call that, but. <laughs> That's the new lingo, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to tell her, uh, the Michigan man that donated to us today, a full team. What'd you say? 
feel free to tell Angelique who donated today. Oh, Ben Gideon. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. So he it's donated awesome. for a team of like, yeah, that's like $3,500, you said, Adam, right? About yeah. Like, very generous. 3500 to 4000 yeah. Wow. That's yeah. really good. Very excited, yeah. Sandy, so. oh, you can't tell who the, the upcoming, the big one is, but there's somebody big coming, right? Yeah, yeah. So, something yeah. big coming. It's very exciting. <laughs> what about Wilton Spate? I mean, come on. You haven't... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm tripping away at him. He's been good. He's, 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 he's very helpful, though. He's putting, putting me in uh, contact with some good people. So, yeah. Adam, I wanted to to go back. You had mentioned the the new arm to this group is is the mentoring. And um, when did you you started that this year? Having some of the the you know your teammates mentor, and how do you how do you establish that? Yeah, definitely. I think Jake um, would be great to talk about this because this is something he's helped head up. Great, Jake, jump in. Yeah, no, I can definitely do that. So one thing that I. Uh, believe will be really impactful for us is the camps that I recently spoke about. Mm -hmm. So when, when we have these camps for when we have Michigan football players go down to inner city Detroit and have these free camps with these kids, it will be an informal opportunity to offer this mentorship and to guide them in ways that they wouldn't previously be able to have that guidance. So we'll offer them tips, obviously within football, but also in academics, mindset, how they should think about, think about an attack every single day. So I think that will be very important. And when we do that across all sports and um, in different cities, I think that would be a great opportunity to offer mentorship in that way. And then one thing that's really cool that uh, Adam and I and Jess are really uh, fighting at the <laughs> fighting at the writ to do is have these uh, enrichment trips where we have kids from inner city Detroit come and watch a football game or they come and watch a women's basketball game or they come and watch a men's basketball game. And I think one thing that Maria Taylor really harped on to us is young girls don't really think that they can get anything out of athletics because they don't see really a lot of professional players, women professional players in the headlines. They don't see them on those billboards. So you don't see, usually see LeBron James, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Trout, people like that. However, you don't see these girls playing in front of thousands of fans and making millions of dollars. So to have these girls from Detroit or girls from uh, Cleveland come and see a collegiate women's collegiate basketball game and these girls playing in front of thousands of fans Maria and Adam and I and Jess and I all believe that that would really drive them to value athletics and really put a lot of work into it and then I guess the, the third option is we hope to do you know different things hopefully we'll stay in contact with a lot of people we'll write letters to them we'll have phone calls with them I know Adam and I have been contact with in contact with some kids from John Adams and uh, John Adams the High School that I previously spoke about. And right when we met them, Adam and I interviewed them because we wanted to learn more about them. And right when we met them, one kid, we, we talked to three kids. The quarterback texted us, Adam and I, right after expre expressing how gracious he was that we called them. And then he actually, when we went there, he was talking to Dylan McCaffrey for 45 minutes about football and about quarterback. One kid's a receiver who texted me about conditioning, said he doesn't have anywhere he can condition anywhere he could lift. So I, I told him a bunch of things that he could do with body weight, things that he could do with a run. And there's another running back that uh, he said he didn't know what to eat. Like these kids weren't provided any like nutrition plan or they weren't provided any knowledge based on nutrition. So he had no idea what to eat. So then I told him, I, I felt like I was somewhat knowledgeable in the topic. So I told him about like getting huge bags of grilled chicken that, you, that are frozen or like vegetables that are frozen, different things like that. So that all happened within 
two days of us meeting them. So just from that, you can see the mentorship, how impactful that can be. I'm sorry for the long-winded answer, by the way. <laughs> no, not at all. So these kids are, they're being proactive too. They're reaching yeah. out to you. So it's not just you guys saying, hey, talk to us. I mean, they want to talk. They want this interaction, it sounds yeah. like. It's definitely a two-way street. And already we're seeing how impactful it can be. Like We've had multiple calls with Rufus Ham Jr., quarterback at John Adams. Like He called us right after um, his brother passed away and, and just talked to me and Jake. And it's just so powerful to, to start harnessing relationships with players we never would have even come across. We would never would have never would have even met. And now we're able to um, offer some of the stuff that we've been able to learn throughout our time at Michigan. Yeah. And I think adding on to that, if I could, Angelique, one thing those kids say is, uh, for example, for the kids in John Adams, uh, those three kids told us, uh, Tremont, James King Jr. and Rufus told us a lot of them have lost their fathers and a lot of them have lost friends, brothers and sisters. And they really said that they feel they don't have a lot of people in their corner. They feel that really they have a coach, Coach Riley, who they felt was in their corner, an athletic director that they felt. But other than that, there's not a lot of people that are rooting for them. There's not a lot of people that have their backs and can provide that mentorship. So we, we're not acting like we can be everything. We can be everything to them and we can um, enrich them as a, as a father could or a brother or a sister. However, we want to help as much as we possibly can. We feel that's very valuable. I mean, it sounds like this has really enriched all of you. And, you know, I know we've talked about with the pandemic, there's been more time, you know, you've had more time to think you're more, you know, you're on your own more. Um, but it, it that's, like, that's why this is really growing. It sounds like you, you really had this going for a couple of years, Adam. I mean, this has been snowballing, but did this extra time during the pandemic, you know, did this really give you a boost? Oh yeah. It was huge for our, our planning and just everything taking off. We were able to pour everything into it. Like everyone, I remember talking to all my buddies who were home, like during quarantine, like I'm so bored. And I just remember like, I'm not bored at all. This has been the greatest time ever because I would be able to sit on my laptop and, and call people. And every single day, something new with the foundation was happening. Like we were getting new gear from battle. We were getting a donation from sports stars equipment for eye black. And I'm like, this person wants to donate. This person calls me, Hey, this is awesome. What you're doing. It just really took off in that time. And I was able to pour my time, Jake and Jess and everyone. And we just had a lot of fun with it. So yeah. when people complain about the COVID situation, I just like to take my time and say, thank you. It's, it's been a blessing in disguise, especially for this project. Yeah. If I could add something real quick, I was also, um, somebody's writing a blog post about Ross. So I was involved in it and they asked how COVID had affected tough. And I assumed they thought, Oh, it probably affected it significantly. They weren't able to do as much. And I explained that usually I'll have class from eight to one. I'll have football from one fifteen to seven. And then I'll have to study after that. So if I was, if COVID did not happen, I wouldn't have been able to put nearly the amount of time that I did into tough. And I think it's really paid off. Jess, are you, have you spent a lot of time with this too in the, during all this? Uh, I mean, it, it's not downtime for the three of you, it doesn't sound like. No. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more with Jake. Just gave us a whole lot of time. Um, just kind of, kind of come up with a game plan um, more so, you know, kind of like catch our breaths for a bit and, and figure out where we want to go from what we currently had with the organization. So um, it does sound weird to say that 
we, we did benefit from the extra time, but um, yeah, it was definitely helpful to the organization. In a, in a time like this too, Adam, I mean, is this when kids need this more? I mean, like they need to have something to look forward to like this, like getting new uniforms, like knowing their team can practice and, and you know, potentially play when, when a season gets started here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's just so much uncertainty right now in this unprecedented time and, you know, getting a, a new gift, getting new socks, like, that's automatically going to brighten my mood. And I assume, you know, it did the same thing for those kids in Cleveland and we'll do the same thing on Thursday. So it, it definitely does brighten everyone's day. And I think um, as we've seen the country's like economic decline is starting to begin with COVID and um, it's only going to make it harder for families to pay participation fees and, and pay for sports. And we believe that sports play a critical role in, shaping young men and young women as they move forward throughout their life. So we definitely want to stay more committed and, and try to get those funds to the right families and the right people who need it the most. Well, I want to get to all the information, the GoFundMe and, and other sites that you can um, lead people to, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how things are going for you guys. I mean, how are, how are uh, practices going? Things kind of started on Friday, the 24th, I think it was. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been good being, uh, being back in the building. We're doing walkthroughs right now, anywhere between one to two hours every day. We're working out, having meetings. It's all, it's all very regulated, whether it be they're taking our temperatures when we come in the door or wearing masks or, you know, even second masks that uh, I don't really know if they're like visors that we were handed. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a while since we've been able to practice football. So it's really nice to kind of get back to some sort of, you know, there's no contact. Um, again, like I said, very regulated, but it's nice to be back. How difficult is it with the masks on? And, and then I think I would a beanie kind of like that was to get used to wearing a helmet again, that kind of. Yeah, it, it hasn't been too bad. I mean, the masks can get, they were a little bothersome at first, but something our strength coach has like harped on is just, like there's no point in just letting it bother you every single day you put it on. You just got to get used to it because at the end of the day, like you're, it's like complaining about it isn't going to like cure the virus and then everyone can take them off. So it's just something we've had to adjust to. And that's kind of what this, these last two weeks have been about, you know, just adjusting to everything on the fly and trying to figure out, um, you know, the most effective and, and healthy way to go about getting back to football. I mean, Jake, Adam, I mean, you've used all this time, all three of you have used this time and, and your other board members to get this going, but how eager are you to, to get out there and, and to see, well, I mean, we don't know if there's a season, but to get to that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm looking at it from this perspective really is that I've played sports my entire life and I've loved football, I've loved baseball, I've loved basketball. My, Grandma actually gave me something. I was out to dinner with her the other night and socially distanced. And she gave me this paper that I wrote when I was 11 years old. And it said, my favorite place to be. And then like in handwriting that was basically illeg illegible. I can't even pronounce the word. It said uh, on a football field. So my favorite place to be is on a football field. And I, I just kind of have to put that all in perspective. Like I've loved sports my entire life. And they've brought, they've given me so much and I just need to enjoy one of my last years in my last year, like playing and being competitive and being with my best friends. Adam, you have anything to add to that? 
Yeah, I would just say the biggest thing for me is I missed my teammates a lot. Like not being with anyone, being at home, it kind of hurt. Like everyone would still send Snapchats or be in a group message and we'd try to keep up, but it's just not the same as going through the daily grind that we do together um, in Schembechler Hall and out on the practice field. So that's something I've really missed. And it's just good to see everyone's face and be together again. And starting practice is getting me ready to like run out of that tunnel and go into a game, whether there's 20,000 or 110,000, it doesn't matter. Like football is something we all love and enjoy. So whatever the circumstances may be, we're all very excited, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, speaking of the crowd, you guys always talk about playing in front of 110,000. Does it, it – I mean, it, it matters. But in the end, I mean, Jake's saying his favorite place since he was a little kid, even though it wasn't – it was uh, – now I can't say the word. Illegible. Illegible. It's a hard word to pronounce. To <laughs> it is. I can't remember the last time I've said it, so I, I'll, have to, I'll have to start uh, repeating that I think word. I was trying to say it like you said it. So, okay. <laughs> Legible. Um, there it is. The, you know, Northern Ohio pronunciation of the word. Yeah. <laughs> does it matter at this point? I mean, you, you want to play so badly. It does, sounds like even if the stadium's empty, that's going to be okay with you. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, ultimately, you don't play for the fans. I don't think any of us ever started football or decided to come play at Michigan because of the fans and, like, the like notoriety you would get from playing football. I think we all started playing football and sports because we loved the competitive nature of it. We loved uh, being out there and just enjoyed enjoyed it. So uh, it's never really been about the fans, and I don't think moving forward uh, it will have a huge impact on us. Well, I think you've probably got a bunch of new fans in, in Cleveland and uh, soon in Detroit in the PAL League. You're going to have these new little uh, – cheerleaders basically these young young football players who are getting uniforms and equipment from tough so let's let's go over some of the places when is the gofundme kicking in yeah i think the gofundme will be kicking in so we're gonna have looking at the calendar right now we're gonna have this thursday will be the donation day so that'll be the 30th and the 6th we should receive the video that will uh encompass Thursday's donation day and also last week's donation day in Cleveland. So I assume it will be anywhere from the seventh uh, through the sec. Oh, the seventh through the ninth and the tenth. I would assume. Okay. And how can people? How will they be able to find the GoFundMe? Just from the um, from the website. Yeah. So it will be on our website. It will be on our Instagram page. It will be on our Twitter page. It will be on all of our Instagrams. We'll constantly post it everywhere. And we're also uh, hoping to spread in other ways. We're hoping to have people like Christian McCaffrey or Maria Taylor or Ben Gideon posted on their Instagram. So hopefully you can't go on social media without seeing this GoFundMe. And what, what are the uh, the Twitter and IG sites? I mean, um, the addresses, I'm sorry, the IG and uh, Twitter. So our Instagram is at G-E-T-T-U-F-F underscore. And then the Twitter is the same thing i believe let me pull this up it is at g-e-t and then capital t-u-f-f those are all capital and then two underscores next to each other okay but you can yep. just search the uniform funding foundation and it'll pop up and the website is 
www.getuff.org. I don't know why, you know, I, that's very original, and I, but I just wanted to make sure it was out there. It, yep. <laughs> get, get tough. Yeah, no. Do you have any hashtags to go with this when people, you know, should there some, you know, come up some clever something? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're, we're <laughs> in the water. Working on it. A lot, of people, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like to get tough. Um, definitely throw some like youth sports, hashtag nonprofit. We'll, we'll get a bunch of stuff going if we need to. Yeah, we were trying to think of a catchy slogan, something that everybody could do and we could get it trending. However, that's still in the works right now. We couldn't all agree on something. <laughs> Anything in the in the uh, running? Anything good? Shib, you can say it. I don't know. Jake Jake didn't like my idea, so we'll we'll let you know. <laughs> We're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. We're not ready yet. Yeah. Well, this is great. I mean, you've got a lot of money so far, but you you definitely need more. I mean, you're gonna. It sounds like you're gonna have so many teams that you're gonna have to fund and. Um, you know, the money's not being wasted, that's for sure. Um, you know, when you can fund a, a team of 35 to, to 40 and, and your basketball project's going to be launching this year. Um, and that's, that's going to be what Chicago, I mean, you're, you've, you're expanding with basketball, right, Adam? Yeah, for sure. We, we definitely want to get into Chicago. Um, we actually have a conversation with coach Juwan Howard soon to talk about how we should best attack that and see if we can make some connections through him in the basketball area. Um, but Chicago, Detroit, and Cleveland will be our center nucleus cities. And then from there, we're willing to expand uh, wherever people want us to go. So, Yeah, hopefully, hopefully a lot of different unique cities will expand too. Cincinnati being one of them. Um, <laughs> push this until it actually happens. Um, and, and just to be clear, I mean, people can – they can nominate the teams or they can, they can um, apply on the website. There's that, there's a link there that they can, yep. can do that. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a donate button in the top or not donate button. But there's an apply button in the top, right. They can fill out a form to apply for a donation. And is it, is it a hard process? I mean, do you have to go, do you weed, do you weed out teams or is, are you trying to really accommodate everybody if you can? We definitely weed out teams um, just because right now, like, our funding isn't able to get, get everyone stuff. So we really want to make sure we're getting it to the teams that need it the most. Um, but as we move forward, if, if there's a team that is eligible and we know that they're not like overcompensating their numbers or anything to try and get the donation, uh, we do a pretty good job of weeding those out. So, yeah. I just want to mention you. You guys met Maria Taylor. Was she on a Zoom? Did she talk to you to the team, or how did you meet Maria? No, we actually had a our multicultural and player relations director Quiddy Pay reach out to her on Instagram, and cold DM. The, yeah, cold DM. Cold DM. <laughs> cold DM. Cold works all time. And from there, <laughs> we set up a phone call, and Jake and I really enjoyed that conversation. She's brilliant, super cool, and. Um, she's going to be huge for our women's initiatives. This is great. I mean, it's important to include girls, you know, coming up in sports. I mean, it was I played when I was a long time ago, and it was important for me. And it's still something that you know I, I like to compete, and that I'm so glad that you're you're including young girls in this. And and um, well, I'm I'm really appreciative. And it, do you want to share your uh, your Twitter addresses or IG for people if they want to reach out? Not they don't have to cold DM you guys, but you know if they want to reach out to, to 
you want to share those, your, your Twitter or IG, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jess? mine's just, I, I use Instagram mainly. And it's just Jess underscore spade. So I don't even but know. Would rather you follow the, the GitHub account rather than mine. So yeah. <laughs> it's not about us. It's about the kids. <laughs> Very good, Adam. Oh, well, thank you so much, you guys. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hold you getting the Cincinnati teams to get some fun teams. Some of my best friends go to the university of Cincinnati, so they would love that as well. No Bearcats. <laughs> Connect us with uh, some notable professional Cincinnati athletes and we'll be sure to get a team done. All right. I'll see what I can do. Uh, <laughs> challenge that I, I'm going to accept. So Thank you, Jake, Jake McCurry, not McFlurry. I got to just, it's not funny anymore. It was funny. The Thank you so much. And um, really enjoying what you're doing with Tough and look forward to seeing where it goes and, and how far it'll go. Cause it sounds like you've got big plans and nothing's going to limit you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much guys. And Thanks. good luck the season. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to A View from the Press Box with me, Angelique Shingelis of the Detroit News. Thanks so much to Michigan football players Adam Shibley, Jess Spate, Jake McCurry for their time. And I hope you enjoyed their conversation as much as I did. It's it's so impressive to see what a difference they're making with Tough. And that's T-U-F-F, the Uniform Funding Foundation, which you can access on the web at gettough.org. And in just the work that they're doing to help these youth teams so far in Cleveland and Detroit and, and potentially, you know, going into other markets as soon as they can expand. But I also appreciate these three sharing a little bit of what it's like right now, practicing and preparing for a season that may or may not happen this fall. So thanks for listening, and please be sure to visit DetroitNews.com for all of our sports coverage.